Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. My name is Inez Bai. As per usual, I am your host and we have a solo episode with me today. I'm going to be talking all about my journey as a recovering control freak and how I overcame that nasty little personality trait, I guess we could call it. Um, And I'm going to discuss my personal experiences, how you can let go of it and shift into more of an abundant and relaxed and empowered state of being, which sounds pretty freaking juicy. And it is so available to all of us. For those of you who may be new to the podcast or you haven't been following me for a long time, make sure you go and follow me on Instagram, by the way, because that's where I am always hanging out and just updating you on my life and sharing heaps of helpful tips. And recently been getting really into Instagram reels. Holler at me if you've been enjoying those. But I definitely used to be someone that was so clinging onto everything, trying to control everything, trying to be on top of everything, trying to lead everyone, trying to be the winner of the competition trying to know what everyone was doing at all times and that was a very exhausting way to live my life but I honestly didn't realize that there was another way to do things and I can definitely see where it stemmed from from my family we are we are very involved or my family used to be very involved in the way that I would do things and they would really like to know all of the little details and like make sure that not a single stone was ever unturned but not in a way that felt like they wanted to know about my life more just that they wanted to control who I am and I think this is maybe a bit of a symptom of being the oldest child because your parents don't really know what to expect so you're the guinea pig and you're laying down the foundation so I feel like they really wanted to know every part of everything that I was doing all the time and even the way that they ran their own lives was very much so trying to control everything which you know I've now realized comes from a place of fear and anxiety that desire to put things into boxes to be able to figure out what's happening or to try and control every little aspect of your life is not coming from a place of love for yourself really it's coming from a place of fear and obviously that fear for me from my parents was coming from a place of love but projected in a way that maybe wasn't necessarily healthy and obviously they were doing the best that they could at the time with the resources they've had and I've even seen over the past couple of years my parents really learned to chill out and that's really had a positive effect on me but in in experiencing that constriction around control and what I could do and what I should do and those expectations that were laid upon me it made me feel really uncomfortable and I didn't like the way that I was living my life and it would cause so many frictions especially with my partner or with my business because I would be trying to control everything and this morning I was actually walking to the gym in my local area with one of my past clients shout out to you if you're listening and we have both joined this new gym and we were just reflecting on how because we both like obviously the work that I do is around intuitive eating and letting go of dieting which is a huge way that we like to exert control for so many different reasons right and we'll dive a little bit more into that but we were talking about how like different Buddhist theories because this friend that I was walking to the gym with or my old client um we were she had just been on a silent retreat which was all about had like some Buddhist philosophy in it and we were talking about how pain exists in this world like we're always going to experience pain and challenges and they helped for us to grow and to shape us into the individuals that we are but suffering is 
the way that is something that we bring upon ourselves, right? So we might have a situation that is challenging or hard, but then the way that we ruminate over it, the way that we react, the way that we cling on to that situation causes us more suffering. And it can be quite confronting to think, oh, I'm making this situation harder for myself than it is. But so often we are like, so for example, personally for me, I live in a share house and there are three bedrooms here. And I have been very comfortably living here since the um, start of the year and we have been trying to find a new housemate for the past couple of weeks and it's been really tricky I'm sure it's just for a number of reasons obviously with this year I assume that less people are out renting or you know not really wanting to move houses as often so it's been quite challenging and it's been really giving me an opportunity to practice what I preach in a challenging and potentially stressful situation to trust that you know we will find the right housemate that we do live in an abundant universe and there are plenty of people out there that are going to be incredible housemates but it's been really challenging when we keep like people keep falling through or they flake on us for interviews and we actually needed a new housemate by this Saturday and it's not going to happen which means we'll have to pay a little bit more extra rent which again in the past I would have fallen down a spiral of worrying about money or worrying if there was ever going to be another housemate or what we were going to do but I really practiced this whole idea of not attaching to the outcome and just trusting in the moment because yes I can be stressed about it but then the more that I ruminate over it the more I'm going to be stuck in that cycle and it's just about trusting myself and being able to pick myself up and knowing okay this is challenging sitting here and getting stressed out about it is only going to cause me more suffering and not going to help me to actually move forwards with it and it's still about honoring those emotions you know like I'm still allowed to be stressed out about it but then not clinging on to the outcome not um, trying to put things into certain boxes and thinking well it has to happen by this time and if it hasn't happened yet then that must mean something bad is going to happen so anyway on that note send us your good housemate finding juju vibes because we are looking for a new one which is exciting but it's also a little bit scary because it's the unknown but I know that in a couple of weeks we're going to look back at this situation and be glad that we waited as long as we did because we're going to find someone that suits us perfectly but anyway it's this whole idea of the more that we cling on to things and how we expect them to be the more suffering that we cause ourselves and this is the whole idea behind being a control freak right we think that if we cling on to things, it's going to give us a sense of security. If I know what's going to happen next week, next month, next year, if I know where my job is going to go, if I know where my relationship is going to go, if I know what my partner is doing at all times, then I must be in control. Then I must be safe. But this is a false sense of security, right? And we can look at this in our relationship to food as well. If you think, okay, if I know exactly the amount of calories I'm going to eat and what time my lunch is going to be and how big my portions are going to be and what I'm going to eat when I go out before I even go out, we feel like it gives us a sense of control. But the thing is, is that we never, we can't like control everything because what then happens is that the more we try to control everything, either we go out and we don't actually feel like what we were planning on eating or we want to eat more and then we feel guilty about it because we're control freaks and we can't let go and trust our bodies or something doesn't go to plan where we have to change the restaurant or you, I don't know, have to eat a little bit later on. And then again, we cause suffering for for ourselves, not because that situation is necessarily bad, but because the way that we clean on to how we think things should be was different and we don't have a way to manage that and be resilient and just surrender and trust that things are going to unfold the way that they are going to unfold and this is something I've spoken about a lot in terms of my relationships because I used to be someone that and if we think about the attachment theory that I spoke about a few episodes back I used to be someone that was very very anxious in relationships which 
looked like me trying to <laughs> control, I guess. I wouldn't call myself a controlling person. Like I've never really been a very jealous person, but the way that I exerted my fear and my control over that person was that I would constantly try to make suggestions for them. Like, oh, maybe you should try it this way and maybe you should do it this way. And maybe, you know, why don't you do it this way? And for me, that made me feel like I was in control of that relationship. And I felt like that person would then really depend on me. And it was always, it was actually coming from a place of, fear I guess but also from a place of love because I thought that if I could help them to do every single thing that they were doing then somehow it would make them a better person and us a better relationship but all it ended up doing was causing friction because I wasn't allowing that person to do what they truly wanted to do and to you know make their own mistakes or just experience life in their own way and it also means that that person is not able to express themselves fully because I'm trying to put them into a box and I see this all the time we all do this in so many different aspects and sometimes I can still catch my Myself doing that where I try to put someone into a box because it makes me feel safer or it helps me to like categorize them and understand them better you don't need to understand everything that everyone does and trying to do that is only going to cause you more suffering because people work in their own mysterious and wonderful ways and we can never be inside someone's head or bodies or experience the world that they experience it even if we get really really close to them trying to do that is just going to send us down a spiral especially if you're going through a breakup and you're trying to understand why that person did this or what they're thinking of you or where they're at in their journey understanding why things happened the way that they happened we think is going to give us a sense of closure or a sense of power but at the end of the day regardless of what reason someone gives you it never ever feels satisfying enough so give yourself the gift of letting go and forgiving that person for whatever happened not because you think it's okay or because you're going to forget it but more just so that you can let go of leaking out your energy of trying to figure out why that person did something to you or why that person does the things of the way that they do and this is not about letting someone walk all over you at all if someone is treating you in a way that is disrespectful they're not um, respecting your time they don't show up to things when they say they're going to they don't text you back in a timely response they don't make you feel good you feel drained after seeing them then yeah of course set your boundaries or leave that person or end that relationship but if they're just living their life and you don't necessarily understand exactly why they're doing everything that they're doing don't try and put them in a box and force them to explain themselves to you because that's not going to make them feel safe in the relationship and eventually that can push that person away from you because when you start questioning why someone is doing what they're doing and something so simple like for example I remember me with my ex-partner lol um they used to cook um like broccoli in the microwave before they would cook the chicken and I would get really frustrated by it because I'd be like why would you cook broccoli it takes like a minute when the chicken takes 10 minutes and I would really get at them because I just couldn't understand why they would do it and they'd never thought about it so they'd never you know they didn't have a reason to give me and so it would just lead into this really silly argument that was so unfulfilling and not actually getting anywhere because I was coming at it from a place of like explain yourself and that would make that person feel disempowered and therefore get defensive and you just don't lead into a conversation conversation of feeling like you're getting anywhere it's like not productive right instead it's about how can I let go of control how can I come at this conversation from a place of okay why what what makes you want to like why do you do it that way or like you know in a chill curious way not in a way that you need to control every single thing that you're doing and definitely for me like a lot of my 
a lot of my past relationship issues did stem around food because I found I used to find it really hard to let other people cook for me, thinking how much butter are they putting in that or, you know, how long are they cooking it for? How are they cooking it for? How much are they doing it for me? Which really puts a block in between your ability to have a good relationship because if you don't, like, it can't, like, you, it feels like you then don't trust that person because you don't, because you don't trust them with your own food. So letting go of how to learn control around food and just generally and shifting more into this mindset of like abundance and trust is so beneficial in so many areas of your life whether it be your own body image your own mindset but also in your relationships in your life and so forth so really doing your best to let go of needing the outcome all the time or needing things to be a certain way you can like you can have goals and you can have dreams and desires and things that you want to achieve you know for example I really want to have a partner or I really want to have this certain lifestyle of course, have those goals, but don't cling onto them so much that it causes you pain and suffering and let go of needing to know all of the details and the how, because that's just your fear and your ego coming in to try and make you overthink it and question whether or not it's going to happen for you. Let go of things needing to work out a certain way and just allow yourself to trust that things are going to happen for you in the way that they're going to happen. And like sometimes like those things are really outside of your control like when you are going to meet a partner or how your lifestyle is going to be or you know whether an opportunity comes to you is going to be outside of your control so focus on the things that and and so then when you're trying to control those things from a place of thinking that it's going to be beneficial to you because you're like I need to know so I'm going to cling on to it it causes you suffering and it makes you feel really anxious and stressed so instead of focusing on those outcomes focus on what you can control so for example if you're wanting to find a partner okay how can I put myself out there so I'm in situations where I might meet new people how can I get to know myself so that I can be available to a partner how can I you know, make sure that I go and take myself on things that I'm waiting for a partner to do. So often we're waiting for that partner to go on holidays or go on a date or go wherever, like do those things now so that you can become available for the partner. Focus on the things that you can control with obviously having the ultimate outcome in mind, but not thinking, okay, well, if I go on this one date by myself, then I have to meet a partner. And if I don't, then something bad is going to happen to me and I'm going to be alone forever. Like, no, honey, relax, take a breath. That does not mean how it is. Do the things because they make you feel in alignment. They make you feel excited and they give you energy and trust that the outcome is going to come to you when it does, not when you are forcing it to. The next point I have around becoming a recovered control freak is being able to actually receive. This is something I talk about with my clients, especially in the peaceful body and the peaceful soul all the time. So often we are not in a position where we can receive what we actually want. And so in, and because when we want something, so for example, if we want um, a successful business, we think, okay, well, I need to give a lot. I need to do all of these things and I need to put myself out there all the time. And I need to be messaging lots of clients and lots of clients need to be getting back to me. And I need to be go, 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 doing, 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 giving, 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 output, output, output all the time. But where does that give you the moment to receive? Like, are you actually able to receive the clients? Are you able to receive the money? Are you able to receive 
all of the other parts of the business that happen when you're launching a business. And that looks like, you know, do you feel like you're worthy of being seen? Do you feel like you're worthy of clients working with you? Do you feel like you're worthy of receiving that sort of money? Receiving is a much more laid back energy. It's a real lean back of like, yes, I'm available and I'm open to this. And this really comes from knowing your worth. Like I said, do you feel like you're worthy of these things that might be in a partnership as well? Like, you know, I'm in a new-ish relationship at the moment and at the moment, not just at the moment currently for a longer time, hopefully. Um, And I have said to my friends many times that I feel like I wouldn't have been able to receive this sort of relationship any earlier on because it's been so um, nourishing and so available to me. This person's been really nice and kind and just has treated me in a way that I've never been treated before in a really, really healthy and positive and like beautiful way that I feel like a year ago, I wouldn't have felt comfortable receiving this because I would have found it like almost overwhelming or almost too much because it's so like supportive and so nourishing and nutritious to all of my needs. So are you available to it? You know, and that's really about creating the space in your life and deciding this is my standards and this is what I know that I'm worthy of. And that means thinking it's possible in your head and believing in it before it's even happened. And also being able to embody that version of you that is available and open to receiving that. And when we receive things, it's it, it starts so small, right? It's like accepting compliments from people, accepting when people offer to buy you things, accepting when people, you know, want to take you out to dinner or off. Yeah, these little things, it's all these little things that we're constantly pushing away because we feel like we need to be in control. We feel like we need to be giving because when you're the giver, you do feel this sense of control and it gives you almost like a sense of power. But when you're receiving as well, it means that you're actually able to get what you desire and you're able to be taken taken care of. That's the other thing with me. I like to be in control because I felt like if I was being taken care of and if I was being the one that was receiving the support, it made me feel like I wasn't as independent or it made me feel like I was like not um, as capable. But that's not the case at all. I, I know my bandwidth. I know my energy. I know my worth, which means that I know that I can give a certain amount. But I also know that I'm incredibly strong and independent being able to receive that support and letting myself be held as well. This comes to my next point around recovering as a control freak, which is being able to trust and surrender. And it kind of ties in with obviously all of these points. But when you're a control freak, it's because you feel like you you don't feel safe in whatever situation that you're in. So for me, I never used to feel safe. I was running on a constant state of anxiety, whether it be worrying about my business failing or not having enough friends or not having enough money or fear of judgment. Like I never, ever felt safe. And The thing is, is that you can have so many, you could have so much money in your bank account. You could do as many, you could do 20 hours of work every day. You could have a million friends around you. You could have all of the like cool gadgets and clothes and everything that you want. And you could still not feel safe because you don't have that sense of trust within yourself and within the universe in reality. Because when you don't trust that good things are coming for you and that you're worthy of more, then you constantly feel like you need to prove yourself to everyone around you. I feel like one of my biggest lessons in this lifetime is to constantly be reminded to trust. And I've spoken about this a lot, even in terms of my own body, even in terms of sleeping, right? I would get really worried about not sleeping enough and not having enough energy and not trusting my body to function in its normal way. Again, clinging onto an outcome and expecting things to be a certain way was causing me suffering and it was literally stopping me from sleeping. So now I constantly remind myself, I trust my body. The body knows. Your body knows what to do when you give it the space to unfold because things are meant to happen in the way that they're going to happen. 
happen. But trying to force yourself to exist within these certain boxes, for example, sleep, I have to sleep eight hours. Otherwise, it's not good enough. Otherwise, I'm not going to get enough rest. Otherwise, I'm not going to be energetic enough. That's the thing that was causing me the suffering and that was making me feel unsafe, which was actually preventing me from sleeping. So being able to trust and this trusting your body, but also trusting the universe, trusting that what is meant for you is not going to pass you by is a huge part of letting go of being a control freak. And when you can really anchor into that and shift into that mindset. And for me, that meant being surrounded by mentors, by therapists, by coaches, so that I could plug into that energy of people who really trusted themselves and trusted that good was out there for them. When you're not around that vibe and when you're around people that maybe don't trust themselves or don't trust the universe, then you begin to take on that energy for yourself. And that can be really hard to break free from when you're not directly, when you aren't surrounded by people who give you the permission to trust. Because when you trust, it's believing in something that hasn't happened yet. It's believing in something that isn't right in front of you. So for me, I practice trust every single day and you can't prove it often trust is so intangible which is why when you're a control freak it's hard to trust things because you can't oftentimes see it and you have to take people's word for it or you have to believe that what is meant for you is coming like good things are coming for you and that nothing is out of your reach like that is the key part of trust it's so intangible which can feel scary to like hold on to or to to allow yourself to do because sometimes you think well if I don't know what's coming next or if I don't know when it's going to come then something bad is going to happen that's a belief that does not necessarily have to be true and something I remind myself all the time is that I'm safe is that it's okay to be patient and to surrender and I will know when the next opportunity comes to me it might be something that's scary you know when oftentimes when my clients or even when I've invested in the past and I talk about having mentors and coaches all the time because they support me and I can receive their support and they give me energy but it's still scary sometimes to invest and when the moment and the time comes to invest the opportunity is very clear and you know even though your brain and your mind tries to you know have all these like justifications or rationalizations like you shouldn't do this it's too expensive what are you going to do you don't know what it's going to be like but you know that opportunity comes to you and you know straight away okay this is something that I should do and just because an opportunity comes to you doesn't mean it's not going to be scary or you're not going to be worried about it however It's about surrendering to it and knowing, well, this is right for me in this moment. So I'm going to take the leap of faith and trust and do it. But you don't want to feel like you're forcing yourself to do things all the time in the sense that like it's okay to surrender and be patient and be open to science from the universe and then respond to it rather than feeling like you need to always put yourself out there and do things from a place of like should and try to like push yourself to do things before the like not before because it's never like we're ready but it's more just like it's safe sometimes to not be always doing heaps of things all of the time and to be open to knowing that an opportunity can come to you at any moment miracles can happen all the freaking time this is a mindset shift that I have really like melted into I guess for lack of a better description because I used to think well the worst is always going to happen you know I'm going to lose all my money I'm going to lose all my friends I'm going to be alone what am I going to do whereas now I'm like well a miracle could happen at any moment and things do like opportunities happen all the time when you're open to it when you let go of beliefs you can see things clearer and so miracles can happen and in, in an instance things change but sometimes in a moment we think, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. What's happening next? When it's, when's the next thing going to come? And from fear, we then take action and it's misaligned and then it drains us and we feel bad and we fail at something or something doesn't go well and we get upset with ourselves. So instead, it's okay sometimes to be patient and remind yourself in a moment of self-doubt, 
that you are safe and that you're open to the next sign, to the next action, to the next opportunity. Which brings me to my next point. So much of our anxiety comes from trying to control the future, whether it be controlling your body weight, controlling what your like job is going to be like or where you're going to live. And it's okay to think about the future. And in fact, I encourage you to do that in a way that feels exciting and a little bit indulgent. Like I always say that to my clients, indulge in your future image. What would you love your life to be like? Set the intention for your dream life, journal about it, feel into the feelings. Where we run into problems is when we try to control it and when we try to predict the future really like accurately and it has to happen like this because that's us clinging onto an outcome and things work out for us in ways that we could never expect, in ways that we could never predict because the universe has infinite possibilities for how things are going to happen for us. So it's less about so when we let go of controlling the future then we can experience less anxiety which i know is easier said than done however it's about knowing that you will be able to handle a problem when it arrives in front of you in the moment you don't need to be able to solve things that haven't happened yet and even if you try it's always going to cause you issues so for example if we think about our body image so often we're worried about eating something because we're going to gain weight or we think that people won't like us but it's like even if you do gain weight then you can deal with it once it happens. Stop trying to preempt your entire life and create solutions for problems that haven't even happened yet because doing that means you're seeking for problems in your life. And so when a real problem does come, you'll be like, why was I worried about this? This is actually like now I need to figure out this because otherwise you spend your whole life worrying about problems that haven't happened yet. And so when a problem does come, you think, why did I worry about that so much? And by the way, if you do gain weight and it does make you feel uncomfortable in that moment, asking yourself, well, what is it about the weight? weight gain that makes you feel uncomfortable who are you beside your body shape what else do you have to offer and remember that just because you feel uncomfortable in your body does not mean that you are a bad person or you have done something bad in fact when you gain weight and you feel uncomfortable it's an opportunity for you to respond in a way that's in your power and that allows you to define who you want to be rather than thinking well now I have to restrict which we know always leads to binge eating and the same goes for our money mindset we are always worrying about money because we think we're going to run out of it but even if you did run out of money in the most unlikely circumstance and I say unlikely because most of you listening to this are listening to it on some sort of iPhone on your headphones in the car you all have money and you've all made it work up until this point so there's really no proof to say that you're going to run out of money and not going to be able to get any more and even in the past if you have run out of money you've always made it work because here you are and here you are listening to this so don't create a problem around your money if it's not there yet. If you did run out of money, you would know what to do with it in the moment. Give yourself credit that you're actually far more resourceful than you give yourself credit for. So my second last point for this episode is around knowing that the universe is abundant and why this is helpful for our control freak freakiness, freaky freakiness is because we hold on to things when we are trying to control everything because we're worried that there won't be another opportunity. So for example, thinking that you need to hold on to this job right now because there wouldn't be another job and you wouldn't know what to do and you know, and that all comes from a scarcity mindset. When we shift into this abundant mindset, which is actually the truth of the universe because you look at nature, you look at the weather, you know, the sun is always coming back up again. Um, the trees are always growing again like nature is always reborn because there is always plenty more to go around the universe truly is abundant 
if we shift into this abundant mindset, it's like, okay, well, if I, you know, if I for some reason get fired from this job or I quit this job or whatever, there are always going to be more opportunities. And this is actually just a small little glimpse of what I teach in the abundance method, which is my program. We are starting next week. If you're listening to this live on November the 16th. So if you would like information about that, send me a DM on Instagram and we can have a little bit of chat. If that program is going to be right for you. I'm really excited about this round. We've got some beautiful people in there already. And like, it's just going to be an epic community. So many breakthroughs, like, yeah, make the decision, come and join us. It'll be freaking awesome. But knowing that there are always more opportunities helps in every single aspect, especially with like loosening your grip, because if you're holding on really, really tightly, then you're only thinking that things can only happen in one way. And that's really coming from a scarcity mindset, which is the opposite of being abundant. This goes for relationships. Say, for example, you're dating and you meet someone that, you know, likes you, but it doesn't really tickle your boxes or doesn't really meet your standards or something just about it is off. If you approach that from a scarcity mindset, you think, okay, well, I have to be with this person. And you kind of get into that controlling sense of like this person, I need to change this person into this and I need to hold on to it because if I don't, then something bad's going to happen. I'm going to be alone forever. Versus if you are in an abundant mindset and you trust and embody that, you can let go and you can let go of that person and trust and receive the love that is really meant for you because you know that there are so many people out there that you don't need to settle. And that's the beautiful thing about letting go of control. You can welcome in opportunities that are so much more aligned for you because when you hold on to things, saying yes to that is saying no to something else. And and when you are a control freak, it feels impossible to say no to something when it's right in front of you because you're like, well, then I, I know what it is and I have to know. But when you're able to shift into this trusting, surrendering, flowing, but also contained like you still have structure in your life but you and you're still taking action but it's not coming from a place of like clinging on and white knuckling through life you're saying yes to bigger you're saying yes to more you're saying yes to what you truly deserve and that's oh it's such a good feeling because you're not so bogged down by thinking that things need to go a certain way the last little point for this episode is finding other ways to feel safe because mainly we're a control freak because we don't feel safe. We feel ungrounded. We feel like we don't know yet. We feel worried about the future all the time. So a really important way to manage letting go of trying to have control over every part of your life is finding other ways of feeling safe. So making sure that you have a person you can trust and that you can always rely on having a coach or a therapist that you can also dive deep and feel really safe to talk about these things is imperative and has been like so vital to my own personal growth and being able to let go of anxiety and really step into this version of myself that is so much more empowered and abundant and just like enjoying life like that's when you're a control freak you really struggle to be present and if I look back especially during my disordered eating days all I could think about was food and how big I felt and how much I wanted to lose weight. And I was so trying to be in control of my food and exercise and everything around me because I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like I could turn to anyone. And I also didn't feel like I was worthy the way that I was. So I thought if I could, you know, control my food and control my body image, then that would for somehow make me more lovable and more worthy. But what I really needed in that moment was someone safe to talk to and other ways to feel grounded. And that's going to be so personal for you. But whenever I don't feel safe, it's even just little mantras of like, I am safe and other like folks 
focusing on the things that you can actually control. So for example, for me, like I said before, focusing less on the outcomes that are outside of your control and more on the actions that you can take that are inside of your control or in your control. So committing to a daily routine or, um, you know, anchoring into like doing meditation every single day, that gives you a sense of like, yep, I've got this, this is in my control and I can like I can do this myself and even more basic than that have a blanket that you can roll up and feel cozy and safe inside of or you know watch a tv series that you know they they say that like um people with anxiety like to re-watch things over and over again because it gives them a sense of familiarity and that makes you feel safe so it's little things like that but maybe just now like jot down a few things what can i do in moments when i feel doubtful that can make me feel safe and make me feel grounded and for me a big thing is being able to reach out to a coach or a friend it's also being able to make myself feel really comfortable and cozy and having mantras in my head and being really aware of the thoughts that are coming up in my head and just really anchoring myself into the present moment. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love to hear from you. Take a screenshot, share it to your stories. You know, it really, really helps me. It really helps support this podcast that I offer for free every single week, if not more than that. And I always love to hear your feedback, anything else that you would love me to talk about, whether you enjoyed this episode. I am going to go out and enjoy some sunshine here in Sydney. It is a beautiful day and I will check in with you soon. Bye.